Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Welcome, everybody, to this weird melding of RPG University and my old original uh, creation video game book club. We are here to talk a little bit about Final Fantasy V for Job Fiesta, but we're doing it a little differently this year. For those that you don't know, it's a charity that's run every year where you where people play through Final Fantasy V, but they're restricted to only using four job classes that are randomly assigned via tweeting at Gilgabot. Now for this one, because I wanted to do things a little differently this year, I wanted to do it with some friends. So I recruited some friends from around the gamosphere uh, to join me for this Four Friends Fiesta. And I would like to introduce you all to them. First off, from Rational Passions, of course, Mr. Jarrett Green. How's it going, Jarrett? How large would you say the gamosphere is, like in cubic centimeters? Um... I would say it's roughly the size of Unicron mm. from Transformers. Mm. Uh, so big. So big as fuck. Th- yeah, thick boy. Cool. It's a thick. It's a thick, gender neutral game. I'm just trying to visualize it, you know. Yeah, I hear you. It helps you. Uh, it helps to get that visual image in your head. Next up from SGDC, we have Finn joining us. How's it going, Finn? Hey, that's me. I'm uh, I'm I'm doing all right, guys. Uh, I I get to be one of the four friends, and you know what? Sometimes it just feels real good. I know. You love right? to see it. It's good to bring us together under the banner of Final Fantasy V. You you know what? And butts, um, all the butts. I we're not we're not on video, but just know that I have Saki with me to help bless these proceedings. Uh, ordained minister Saki. I like it. You're bringing the class, Finn. I appreciate it. Just... No, no, I'm bringing the job classes. All right, you're fired. Oh, okay. You might need some extra sake to bless that you one. Go. I can't. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, just know that won't be the last time I make a joke that bad. Just. I can't wait. We can at the end. We can have a special uh, post, like a secret end credits theme, where we rank your bad jokes and puns for this entire yeah. little little series. And, All right, sorry, please move on. Oh, no worries. And finally, joining us, because we needed a fourth friend for this four friend fiesta, they reached out. Go and introduce yourself, special secret guest from the Gamosphere. Okay, so I don't know if I should say a name anymore since I'm the special secret guest. But, uh, yeah, my name, uh, I'm Josh. I go by Anorian, the Game Dad, uh, or at Game Dad JF. I, I, I have an, a complete inability to just have, like, a linear name. So just go with Josh. It's a lot easier, and a lot of people just call me that. That works. Well, welcome, Josh. Good to have you on here. Good to become friends with you for this Four Friends Fiesta playthrough. Now, we are each playing through our own uh, Four Job Fiesta run, so we're going to go around. We'll do opposite to how I introduced all of you. Just kind of give a rundown of your history with Final Fantasy V and what classes you rolled for your Fiesta run. Josh, we'll start with you. So as far as my history, Final Fantasy V is absolutely one of my favorites in the whole series. Uh, Probably ranks in my top four out of all of them, even counting spinoffs and such. Um, And so I was, I was, I was fairly confident about this run. And then I ended up with, (laughs) in order, Monk, Berserker, Bard and Dragoon. <laughs> so, Some uh, physically strong fighters you got. Yes, there, yes. I have a whole lot of people who can hit exactly one thing and also a bard. Only physically. <laughs> yes. So I will. there are certain fights where I am absolutely fine. And there are certain fights where that sentence is not accurate. 
Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have some uh, difficulties here in episode two. Gonna have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we if we're uh, talking that... about the road so far, there ain't no gonna have. But I, I will, we can progress. Oh, oh, we will get there. We will get there. Finn, what about you? All right, so my history of Final Fantasy V is that uh, it's always been like the red-headed stepchild of the SNES era for me because I, I, I appreciate what it did for the job classes and how um, pretty standardized it made everything for the franchise moving forward. But the plot never really grabbed me growing up as a kid, so it was never really my favorite. And as such, I have not revisited this game since that like it, it hit the PlayStation 1 compilation disc uh, back uh, back in the late 90s. So this has been a whirlwind of nostalgia and just missteps because I don't know the optimal. I have relied so much on you all giving me tidbits in the DMs to like find the items and weapons I would need to progress because uh, and yet I, I ended up with a pretty solid crew minus one notable exception. So my starting one was Black Mage, which made the uh, the early parts pretty pretty simple. But then I got Berserker, which just... Uh, <laughs> I, I have found it more useful to kill off my Berserker for some fights mm -hmm. than it is to actually utilize them. And I... When that's the case, it's not a good class. I'm sorry. Like, it's good for fodder enemies, but anytime the fight matters, you're a liability and I hate you. Uh, but then I also got Ninja and Chemist, which pretty much makes me feel real confident about uh, where I'm going moving forward. Oh yeah, that's that's a pretty pretty solid team right there. Even with the Berserker, you could just send them out. But breaking rods. But just so you all know, all you listeners, if you want to slide into Finn's DMs, just shoot him some Final Fantasy V tips, and you're golden. It's true. I am. Uh, I will answer any DM if it has to do with. Final Fantasy V tidbits. Oh, hey, baby. Can I tell you about my rods? Yeah, can you break it for me? <laughs> break it bad. That's actually how I met Finn. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Finn broke your rod, Jerry? Yes. F Finn, much like a knight, would you say you do it two-handed? Hmm. Mm. Uh, uh, actually, much like a ninja, I prefer Ah, to do well, it. there we go. There we go. <laughs> Finn needs to go... Uh, he needs to use two rods. He needs a rod in both of his hands. It's true. <laughs> and then I break them. There you go. Break them right off. Which which might be why I don't get much repeat business, but, you know, whatever. Here for a good time, You're not memorable, a long time. Though. Yeah. You're memorable. Sometimes you, you want to make an omelet, you got to break a few rods, you know? There you go. And if it gets really hot around there, you're, you're fine. Just don't get burned. So what about Jared? Yeah, Jared. <laughs> Go listen. Uh, so I absolutely dislike, just completely hate Final Fantasy V. I've hated it since like 95, since I, the first time I played it. I played it like six or seven times in my life. Um, I think mostly because the job system, I think, I mean, there are probably better utilizations of the job system since, but I think just in the way this game mechanically um, sort of expresses the system. It's really interesting, and something like the the uh, job fiesta really brings out what's cool about this game. Um, especially when you can't choose to break it, you have to like someone's choosing these things for you. And you have to kind of mid max around it. I think that's the most interesting way to play this game, um, which is why I keep doing it. Otherwise, like the story is dumb. These characters are shallow. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, the writing is so weird, like, it's <laughs> written by people who, like, you know, watched TV in 92 or 91, and you can tell, like, these people don't have voices from, uh, of, of people who live in the world they live in, they have voices of people who were watching things in the real world and just, like, copying them to these characters, like, these idioms and, like, mm -hmm. ways of speech and, and, and sayings that normal people here would use, and that doesn't make any sense, but, uh, normally the Fiesta random sort of draws really, really hurt me. Uh, this year, I actually got I got away pretty pretty good, I think. Um, I started off with a Monk, which I think is probably the best class to start with, if I had to choose. Um, then a Red Mage, which is like, even better. 
Um, then I got a bard. Not as good, but eh. I mean, I learned that there's a way with these with this three three set lineup that you can make a bard really good. Then I got a chemist, which is broken if you wanted to put the work in. So I feel pretty good about my chances and and the rest of this game. Yeah, you have the most balanced party out of all of us, I think. With your physical heavy dealer, with your monk, your mage, your bard is great with a lot of like his boosting spells, um, and your chem, like you said, chemist is just right. super OP. And what's really great is I've spent maybe too much time leveling the monk initially, so the first, you know, I think everyone, but at least um, my first three characters, they all have. Uh, Barehanded. Mm -hmm. So, you know, after the bard, you know, does a song, he can just punch like a monk does. So he's kind of just a straight up face beater too. Oh yeah, barehanded is a fantastic skill to have. Fantastic. So for myself, this will probably be I want to say my seventh year doing the fiesta. Um, I actually, for those of you that don't know. On the Four Job Fiesta website, fourjobfiesta.com, I actually made the logo. So there I you go. Yeah, if you like Gil uh, Gilgamesh in front or behind the Final Fantasy logo or title in Four Job Fiesta, I made that a number of years ago, probably six years or so now. But that was fun. Worked with the creator. But for myself, the first time I had ever beaten Final Fantasy V was through my first time playing through the Fiesta. So this this is always a nice, for me, a breath of fresh air, kind of a palate cleanser every year it comes around. This year I'm doing a pure chaos run. So any crystal, every job class could be from any job crystal, uh, basically. So for my run, I, I'm rocking the Freelancer, Summoner, a Geomancer, and a blue mage. So I'm pretty I'm pretty magic stacked. Um, which will put me in almost an opposite predicament in uh, World 2 as uh, when compared to Josh's physical build. <laughs> to say the least. Um, to say the least, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so... That's kind of our rundown of the classes we've been assigned. So what has been the experience for all of you so far with your runs? And just for uh, listeners to know, this is going to be a two-part like mini special series where this first episode is us talking about uh, our initial classes and playing up through uh, reaching World 2. And then the second episode will be everything else. So... Uh, so take it away. Who wants? Whoever wants to start. Who? Uh, what has been your experience so far with your uh, Fiesta runs? I find that there <clears throat> there's some interesting boss designs here. Like more than maybe I, I ever really gave credit um, when I was kind of just playing it on my own to at my own whim. Mm -hmm. um, and it really does kind of really put into perspective like what, you know, especially Super Nintendo era Final Fantasy boss design was. Um, mm -hmm. You know, all the all your normal monsters were dudes who had like maybe a spell that could do something to you um, that's more than just damage. Um, but you can probably just wipe them on auto battle. But the bosses themselves were always had phases and like you kind of had to work around patterns that they were attempting to exploit um, and there's a lot of that in 5 um, and that's mm -hmm. where I ran into most of my problems and my problems I mean it's more like my, my team can do it it's got to figure out how it, and things like uh, Garula who's going to counter anything you attack him with you kind of have to like get weird with especially with monks monks can counter themselves so you kind of have to earn counter on all of your monks and then defend basically the entire fight and then have him hit you and you hit him back and you can't counter the counter and that's how you win. There's a whole lot of that in my mm -hmm. playthrough. Liquid Flame was a really hard one for me um, because I didn't really have a whole lot of like strong magic and the... the can Red Mages not use rods? They can, but uh, the attacks that he does, like 
blaze could kill my entire party. Um, two mm. blazes would kill us all. <clears throat> so it's kind of like you have to you have to plan around the damage you're going to do and then how you're going to recover from it and can you recover mm -hmm. from it in time to do another big wave of damage before he kills you all. Um, that ended up being my scenario a couple times as well. My, my only recourse was to grind a bit and then just DPS rush them down sometimes. That was all I could do. Mm -hmm. And on the other end, there was like Bibelos where I just like used three fire rods immediately and he just died because I had oh, a yeah. bunch of red mages. <laughs> yeah, I like with Liquid f Flame, Biblos, I, I resorted a lot to just breaking rods. Um, I would farm some money either with the Knacks by Karnak or the Black Flames um, on the island by Crescent Island um, just for money, and then I would just buy a crap ton of rods to break on break on enemies. And I had a lot of money because I don't have to spend a lot on armor or weapons because monks were basically naked and red mages just mm -hmm. wear cloth and their weapons. My weapons didn't matter because they all had barehanded, so really I was just spending on items and, and rods to break. Um, you just need the time to break them. Um, I found mm -hmm. that uh, what was it? The the bombs, the Poroboros were also an issue because they could kill me faster than I can kill them. And they had the added bonus of having to kill them at the same time, kind of. Um, which isn't yeah. even what I did. I had to silence them individually and kill them one by one, but uh, it's when the game could find a way to just like not let me, A, brute force it with physical attacks, but B, just not be stronger than it. I had to really work around the systems is where it, I mm -hmm. found myself having lots of trouble because I can't because there's a class there's always like a class or two that has an ability that, that'll get you through it right and, it, and the game is designed that way like maybe your party setup isn't what's working and since you have you know at that point especially with liquid flame you have you know eight nine classes at that point you can figure out like there's a way to do it mm -hmm. but we can only do, use two things that get really difficult right like especially like you said liquid flame i would have loved to be able to just use summoner and shiva it down but that was not available to me so i could not yeah what about you josh what has been your experience so far you you mentioned that you've had some uh headache inducing fights okay so, so i keep hearing y'all talk about oh i just had to tweak something and just break a rod and i'm not gonna say i hate you both <laughs> Oh, yeah, shout out to all your classes not being able to equip Rod. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say I hate you both, but I feel something very strong welling up inside me, and I'm not sure how to describe it. Hate adjacent. It's hate-esque. Uh, um, this is the four friends No, exactly. Answer, I'm, it's not, it's not hate. It's, it's strong love. That's what it is. Mm. Strong love. So, okay, so... It was like, it was peaks and valleys because the nature of the class I have, I'm either obliterating what's in front of me or I'm getting, like, at least for this segment of it, it's either of getting obliterated or obliterating things. Um, the funny thing is that, um, Jareth, the two boss, two of the bosses you mentioned are two polar opposite bosses for me versus how you had them. So it's just so funny you brought them up. Those being Biblos and Parobolos. Because for Biblos, it was easily the hardest fight I've had through the entirety of World 1. Easily. No questions really? asked. That was a fight where I literally just had to eventually resort to grinding it out. Because at the time, my options were a bard, you know, and then monk, some combination of monk and berserker. But if, so I don't have access to any sort of magic, so the only real option I had... No, no, I didn't even have Bard yet at the time. That's right, because remember, Bard and Ranger are separated out, and you don't get them until after. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you cram your hand down a black chocobo's gullet. Exactly. So <laughs> I didn't even have that yet. So I just had Monks and Berserkers. That's it. So what I had to do was just straight up damage. But remember, if you don't have access to magic, Biblos's whole AI is... He, early on, as a reaction, he has a high chance to cast uh, Protect. And then later on in the fight, he'll start using Drain. So eventually, I just had to resort to leveling up, trying one more level, then fight him, one more level, then fight him, to see when I finally hit the point where my damage could outdo him, because I had nothing, even with Chakra, 
and three monks, because I tried that strategy, because you learn it early enough, I, I, there's no way for me to recover health enough to, like, get back healthy and then go back at him faster mm -hmm. than he can drain out my life. And my hits, up until I hit a certain level, were less damage than the drain he was using as a counter. And that's not even counting the fact that he has a yeah. great evasion rate. So yeah. it was just a terrible fight all around. But then flip side, and this is going to make you unhappy when you learn it, Jarrett. You actually had an I win button against Parobolos. So as you described, Parobolos is six bombs. And whenever you kill one, they cast a rise. So the, the trick was you were supposed to kill all six at the same time. Well, one of the three songs a bard gets in the first world is called Romeo's Ballad, and it just stops all enemies, and it works on Parobolos. If you just have your bard singing Romeo's Ballad over and over again, they just sit there and do nothing, and your other characters can just beat them up. So the problem is, like, and I thought about that after I beat it, but uh, Galuf was my bard. And uh, since he vanished, I was like, I didn't even think about the bard anymore. I was like, what? what no, I got you. And that's, <laughs> so what I did was I knew that the idea is like when we, Gallif leaves and then when he comes back, uh, he'll have a fight like that one-on-one -on -one against Gilgamesh uh, yeah. in X-Death Castle. I'm like, he can probably manage that as a berserker realistically. So I very specifically made him that before he got sent off. So I, I get it now. I understand. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, so that's, that was my thing. Other than that, the only ones worth noting, uh, like, that really stand out were, like, uh, the Soul Cannon, which it wasn't so much that hard as it took some luck. Because at that point, I, you know, I have a Berserker on my party and then Monks and a, uh, a Bard. And my best bet I found at that point was having two barehanded Berserkers and reloading until each one of them, when they attacked, destroyed one of the launchers so that it couldn't uh, hit aging on any of my party members, which, for people who don't know FF5, it has a status called aging, it, or old. Literally, a character's like, hair turns gray, and their stats just keep going down and down and down and down as the fight progresses, and there's no way to heal it. So eventually, you're dealing... Yeah, they drop, like, two levels a second, or, like, every couple seconds or something. Oh, yeah, it's nuts, like it's that. nuts yeah. and there's no way to restore it, and when you have nothing but physical attacks and no good healing and a boss that just waits a couple turns and then smashes all of you with wave cannon, that's a bad combo. So, yeah, I had to get the launchers out of the way, but then from there, it was fine. Otherwise... It wasn't that difficult. Oh, and with Sandworm, kind of same thing Finn said. Had to kill my Berserker and then take that fight. Monks punching and then using Chakra over and over again until they were okay to punch again. But other than that, it wasn't too hard. We shall see what the road ahead entails. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about old, the, the status effect, is that <clears throat> that's probably the first time you see it. It's not the first time you can get it. But it's probably the first time anyone actually sees it is in the fight against the Soul Cannon, and like it doesn't tell you what the fuck it is. Right. It's just like, oh, your your character's yeah. old now, I guess. I was like, like, I have, what does that I, mean? Yep. I, I have gray hair now. Okay, whatever. Oh, why am I why am I dealing fifty? Yeah, damage? I'm doing fifty damage a hit, huh? That sucks. <laughs> uh, judge. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, uh, first off, before we get to mine. Uh, Finn, you mentioned you had a fun question for us, so. Oh, I was I was going to answer your question first. I hadn't actually gone yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, I'll Finn. keep it short, though. I'll no, just, go uh, ahead. I'll just, no, 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 I'll, I'll mention uh, my favorite part, and the part that made me feel just, like, good about it was when I finally, when I fight Biblos, and that fight, I steamrolled so hard, it gave me the encouragement I needed to, uh, to push through Sandworm. Because with with a black mage and a ninja, Biblos was just burned to hell and back, and it was beautiful. I just I felt <laughs> so good about that. I and then, oh, someone says something. Someone's gonna say something? Oh no, I was clearing my throat. Sorry. sorry. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, with Sandworm, I mean, once I, I I tried it once with my Berserker alive, I was like, maybe RNG will work no, for me. No. Uh, it didn't. No. It didn't at all. I tried that too. Uh, I'll be honest. I tried that too. No. 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 So so he died, but but because I had Ninja, I was able to uh, just basically 
spam the um the water scroll thing and the water uh and that that did enough damage that i i i out damaged it before the the counters took me down and it felt good i was like yeah take that and then then i then i did a little dance mm. <laughs> Uh, but like only internally in my yeah. head. <laughs> so you didn't have much issue with uh, any of the other bosses. I, I I really didn't. I think the hardest one for me was Liquid Flame because I could I could break rods on it, but whenever like Blaze just really wrecked my shit. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was another one where I had to put Berserker down, so I was working at a disadvantage. <clears throat> so it was um it was not ideal, but. That was probably the hardest fight I did have during the entire uh, first part of this game. Uh, for me, my I didn't really... None of the bosses really stood out as super difficult with my build just because I had the Freelancer... I Like Liquid Flame, for example, I pretty much had my entire party as Freelancers that could break... Well, they were all Freelancers at that point that could break rods. Um, Biblos and Parabolos, kind of the same thing. I had, with my summoner, I equipped a fire rod and just kept casting Ifrit. And Liquid Flame, I was breaking rods with some characters and casting Shiva with an ice rod um, with others. So none of that, nothing really uh, stuck out as like a really difficult fight this run, luckily. Um, but in previous years, I've had issues with all those bosses that you've mentioned and i especially hate uh avarice the guardian of the earth crystal hate that fight that's usually one i always dread in um world one it's probably my least favorite boss but what really did you have any oh. no go ahead oh uh, did you have find any trouble with any of the actual summon bosses uh not really uh i, I skipped them because i didn't need them so i was curious i'm gonna be real and i got monk and i got berserker and i went back and fought shiva out of spite mm -hmm. <laughs> just because that's what the game gave me i was like no i'm gonna beat the hell out of you because you're there and i refuse mm -hmm. i i need some sort of shot in front of here yeah i mean with being able to break rods with pretty much all my characters or all but one character um it, those were pretty simple and really the first one the only one that I really fought where I didn't have an opposing summon was Shiva um, but even then just a couple quick fire rods and her and her ice soldiers were pretty down uh, were, were put down pretty quick the biggest okay. kind of headache with, with my party is because I don't have like beast tame or anything I can't get the good healing spells like I can't get white wind and stuff for my blue mage because you need to control a monster and have it cast on your party which i can't do so that's uh that's that was kind of a bummer and i got blue mage last so i had to kind of spend time going back getting very getting the various blue magic spells that i could get in world one um so that was a bit of a bummer but overall it wasn't it wasn't the worst of my experiences if, uh, from previous fiestas I really just have to mention that I love how all of you made sure to let me know how easy Biblos was for you. It it, oh, it just, just warms my heart. It really somewhere deep in the the cockles of my heart. Oh, don't worry, I warmed his heart too. <laughs> with fire, right, spells. right, with the fire that I don't have access to. Somewhere, maybe in the subcocular region. It's it, mm -hmm. I feel it. I do feel it. I, I just need to let y'all know. That was great. So, so I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, so could I ask that question? Of now? course. No, go ahead. So, so I just, I just had a, because I, I know what my answer is, and I have a strong feeling I know what Josh's <laughs> answer is. But my, my, uh, my, my question was, if you had the power to replace one of your classes with a different one, which would you choose, and what would you swap mm. it out for? Uh, that's a good question. I would swap out Geomancer in a heartbeat for probably a white mage because I am severely lacking in anything healing related. Yeah, that's that's been my issue so far too. My red mage is fine. Cura is fine. Um, I I think they only learn Curago. But like 
it seems like, and I don't know that it's going to change in World 2 or 3, but my, my battles are like, if I can't beat this in like 5 or 6 turns, it's not going to happen. So healing, is, I'm not thinking about healing. I kind of wish I didn't have um, the Bard, even though the Bard's Romeo's Ballad is like clutch for many fights. I just know that there are fights that are going to be a problem in World 2 that, that the creatures can't be stopped. Like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I can't stop Gilgamesh. Um, and I'm thinking about Gilgamesh now, knowing like it's, it might be a problem because he can do lots of single, like single target damage, and none of my, none of my my characters wear armor. So I would love to replace one of these, but it's like somebody who can be have high defense and like high hit points and not just die in one hit. I was kind of hoping I was gonna get a dragoon, but I kind of like the chemist. So if I had to pick one, I would definitely uh, maybe trade the bard for like a knight or a dragoon or something. Good pick, good pick. What about you, Josh? Uh, yeah, it, Berserker is the answer. It's, that's the answer. Um, you would add another Berserker? Exactly, oh, right? <laughs> Oops, all Zerks. Uh, I almost did do the all, all the Berserker run this year because I just wanted to hurt myself. Quad Zerker? Yeah. But. The quad, the, see, here's the thing. The annoying thing about Quad Zerker is it, it can be beaten. It's just grinding. It's literally just grinding until you hit yeah. that magic level. Um but yeah, I would obviously swap out the Berserker. And the thing is, Berserk, because Finn actually kind of tapped on it. Berserk is actually legitimately useful with random encounters. Because, you know, because of how much it increases your attack, you find that if you're at the right level for an area, you're one-shotting things while you're Berserked, or very close to it. Mm -hmm. The problem is just once you get to a boss... Uh, but compared to anything else yep. on my team, yeah, I would sooner get rid of the Berserker than the Bard, because at least with the Bard, I know, for instance, uh, eventually there'll be the fight against, like, the Dream Triplets, and Requiem will be useful. There's a couple of undead fights. That's the first one I think of on the top of my head, but there's a couple of undead enemies where Requiem will be really useful, and I can put that on of several people, things like that. Whereas Berserker, I'm sitting here like, it's going to be a long time till I get that Rune Axe. And I at least know that I'm doing critical damage with every hit. Because I don't need ethers for anyone else. Um, but yeah, I would probably swap out the Berserker. And going by the rules where it would have to be another water crystal job. Because I did a regular run. Um, mm -hmm. I would probably say Summoner. Just because you know the, the strong group damage that it's going to consistently be useful as far as strong group damage from minute one to the end of the game. You have rod breaking access. You even have healing the whole party with Sylph. It's not the best healing, but it's there. Uh, and if you combine that with the fact that no one is berserked, you know, other people can use items, and so it, it would work as like a patch measure. That would probably be the most useful thing I could have gotten in exchange. Mm -hmm. nice. Oh, you know what I would actually want? A mime. Mm. That's a that's a fair choice. Just do whatever that dude mine. did. Just do just do I, mean, it I would take. I would drop a berserker in a heartbeat, like for all the reasons Josh pointed out and I mentioned earlier. And I actually uh, would like to take Mystic Knight. Mm. Nice. I, nice. I just I like the concept of because because right now I, I lack strong physical attacks. Like Ninja with dual wield is is nice mm -hmm. and. And Berserker is, of course, strong, but without any control. And I like the idea of I could have strong physical attacks or I can have another magical attacker with by imbuing the sword with different like elements. And I just feel like that versatility would help me when I need it without having to constantly do the break rod, replace rod uh, gameplay loop that I'm so far currently invested in. Yeah, I hear you. Plus, they just look cool. They do. They do. I think last year I had a Mystic Knight. Those dudes do work. Also, shout out to Mystic Knights of Tirnanog, that, like, Fox wow. Kid. Oh, my God. Like, like, not, like, not other people Rangers. remember yeah. that show? Yeah. That's they what I think of any time I hear Mystic Knight. Yes, yeah. uh, that's so true. That everyone else was like, air above me, water around me. And then they got their, quote, unquote, like, the Green Ranger of the army. It was like, I'm the Forest Knight. Wait, what? <laughs> Forest, yeah, earth, air, water, fire. Forest? Listen, we like trees here. Sorry. Isn't isn't forest part of earth? Did I miss something? It's too many questions. <laughs> uh, it was so, it was silly. It, it, it was, was awful, but, but you know that. 
uh, awfully oh, awesome. Oh, listen, I, yeah, I, I love it. Don't misunderstand me. I reference it all the time. That's a really random thing to reference it all is. the time. It is. I've you know. referenced it on my stream, and people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, honestly, I don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> just just to be blatantly honest, like it's, it's Power Rangers of ancient Ireland. I don't know what you're expecting here. Well, you put it that Made way. Made in America. Yeah. Uh, real quick, because I'm curious, and I don't want Finn and Josh to get off easy, what class would you replace that isn't your Berserker? What class would you get rid of that's not the Berserker? Uh, mm. Again, assuming I could choose it, then in that case, knowing like given the other three options, I would probably... I would probably give up my monk, weird though that sounds, to get a white mage. Nice, it would make nice. the it you? would make the beginning run very mm -hmm. it makes the beginning run very long. But once you get on, like even if I'm sitting here like, okay, I've got a berserker and a white mage keeping everyone standing up. So like now I can go ahead and choose to have a berserker alive and just kind of heal my way through it. Okay. Nice. Nice. What about you, Finn? Uh, I would probably. Uh, I don't know. Like, part of me goes like, I want to drop chemist just because they're so useful, but they're they're kind of boring. They they're the utility job, but they're not flashy. Because I would I, I kind of was secretly hoping I got samurai because I just want to money toss everything. Make it rain. Like, right. Like, oh, I I. Plus, the, the idea of having a ninja and a samurai on my team just fills me with joy. And if I also had Mystic Knight, I would just have, like, cool, unorthodox sword classes. And that just makes me happy. I don't know. This stream uh, brought to but, you by but, Ghost of Tsushima, available on PlayStation this Friday. On Friday. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, but, but also I know realistically having Chemist is going to be so useful moving forward. Uh... Did you stock so, up on turtle shells before you left World 1? Thanks to you guys, yes. Good. It's <laughs> that in... Oh, I'm trying to... Maiden's Kiss, I want to say. Maiden's Kiss, but you can buy it, that anywhere. Yeah, no, if you mix those two, it's like a... Succubus. Succubus, is, it's like a super drain attack, so that's really good for healing and doing damage. It's only self-healing, yeah, so it's it, like just your chemist, but your the magic power is like intense. Yeah. Right, and the only reason I knew that is because this was before I had even rolled Chemist because I was running behind you guys, and I remember someone else mentioned Chemist, and you guys were like, oh, yeah, Turtle Shills. And I, so I looked that up and figured that out, mm -hmm. and I felt real good. That's a good one. So, I, I mean, I didn't actually answer your question, uh, so <laughs> I don't <laughs> – because I really like Ninja, so I don't want – I wouldn't drop Ninja. That's always, like, a personal favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. So maybe I would drop Black Mage for White Mage because I could still break rods but also finally have healing. But then if I had a White Mage, I wouldn't need his Chemist as much. I don't know. White That's Mage, you couldn't break rods. White, ma no, white Mages white can't mage use rods. rods. They can only use Staff. Oh, they use never staves. mind. See, that, that's how – I mean, good thing I didn't have a White Mage. So, uh then no, never mind. I I would drop chemist and take samurai. Nice. Make it rain. Make All it day, rain. every day. So, let's look ahead on to uh, World 2 and World 3. Uh, what fights are you guys least looking forward to? I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> because I don't <laughs> any of them. So I'm going to go with X-Death? Uh, that's a good <laughs> Question mark? Oh, it's a good one. Uh, fucking tree dudes hate trees, man. All my homies hate mm -hmm. trees. All those trees. Um, I mean, the, the next one for me that's going to be a problem, I think, might be um, Gilgamesh the second time on the bridge because I know he's awesome shit. Um, he's not necessarily, like, difficult, difficult, if you have the party you wanted to have. <laughs> um, I don't know um, that I'm super confident in being able to get around, like, all the blue, the goofy blue magic he does. Like, um... I feel like that that wind attack. Um, what is it? 
Arrow? Or it's the, the next version of Arrow. Arrow. I feel like that's going to be a problem for me. Because I know it does like mm -hmm. a thousand damage or close to. And like I'm hoping everybody in my party is up over a thousand HP by then. But I don't think it will be. Uh, I know there's someone <clears throat> at the end of that. Um, not X-Death himself, but like maybe... Right before XS um, Castle. Oh, the uh, Quintania? Yeah. Oh, it, it's the end end. Yeah. I feel like that's uh, going to be a problem, too. And Cabal Bleed Post, this might be, he might be an issue. Like, I know he, you know, has, like, Petrify, and I'm not ready for that in my life yet. Mm -hmm. He says I can't, like, summon Golem. Or anything like that, or anything cool. Like I just have to punch him in the face, and like I don't know what's gonna work out for me. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one for you. I think Twintania is gonna be a pain for you too. Yeah. Uh, especially with that final big. Yeah. Anyone who has like a, a like a death attack is gonna really. It's gonna really get me. Titan got me a couple times, and I'm like, I hate this. Uh, so yeah. yeah I haven't, so I haven't we. A way around that yet. Well, there was a way around it, but it's annoying. Uh, specifically because you had Bard, what you could do is you could go to the North Mountain, uh, use a luring air to confuse Gala Cats, and then there's a chance that they will cast Float on you. But the problem is, one, it's a chance they'll cast it, and two, you would have to get them to cast it on multiple people, right. <laughs> which takes a while. It took a while, okay? But it, it worked. It took a while. I just grinded, I just grinded my face into him. I'm like, he's not going to kill all of us every time. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gotta survive. Yeah, seventy percent of the time it works every time. So true. So true. So from Josh, I think I know which one uh, you're gonna mention. Let me hear so, which one you uh, say. Cause I'm curious. Well, for me, I'm not looking forward to Minotaur. <laughs> um, um, because yeah, I really will have like the only somewhat physical damage dealer I have is my freelancer um, and Minotaur can hit like a fucking tank yeah I have the exact um, opposite problem yeah y yeah I'm gonna be really curious to see how you manage uh, the old mage dude that restarts fights if you hit him with anything but magic spells. the only thing <laughs> I can think of at this point because remember that, yes remember and I have to fight him it's not optional and yeah. if I use a physical attack, Josh was not happy when I pointed that out that it's Phoenix or right. the Twin Tower is in, not optional. In my mind, I was thinking of FF6. I'm like, it, it, like somehow I had conflated mm -hmm. it with the Fanatics Tower. I'm like, I don't gotta go fight the Magic Master. Who cares? Wait, that's a different person. Oh no. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's in the game where they didn't make that uh, like <laughs> mandatory. <laughs> So, yeah. the only thing I can think of at, as yet is I'm going to have a couple of mage mashers on hand. And I'm going to keep hitting them and hope I keep him silent. But we shall see. Uh, uh, Lord knows if that's going to work as a strategy. He, but as far as that goes, the other alternative is uh, if I can find reflect rings before then, then I can kind of wait him out. But again, but he, but I think he casts reflect on himself when he gets lower in health and bounces off of that. Right, but I'm saying at that point, what I'd be able to do is like just sit there and throw healing items, uh, and we'll see. Like I said, it's I gotta yeah. figure does, it out. Does spell um, exist in this game? I don't remember. Does what? Dispel. Yeah. Yes. I just you know I don't have it, but yes. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, as far as that goes, so he's on the list, but. Like I said, I think there are at least tricks I can do. It might be time consuming. Uh, and it's, mm -hmm. but yeah. The two fights where I'm sitting here like, oh, yay, are very specifically going to be the crystals at the end of World 2 uh, and crystals. the Wendigo in World mm -hmm. 3. Both of those fights for the exact same reason. I got multiple enemies I'm supposed to kill altogether, and I do not have multi-target damage. So this is gonna be fun. 
Well, they don't revive each other. Like, the crystals don't revive the other crystals. No, no, no. The crystals and are just... Wendigo just jumps around and will counter if you hit the wrong one. Right. Which, that's going to be a... Uh, and this is for you as well. Uh, the crystals will be one of those fights where you will need to kill your berserker. Absolutely. So that's what it is. It's Good more like know. it's a further endgame fight, but it's, you know, it's it's the sandworm on crack. Angry, angry sandworm. Oh, my favorite the, part, my favorite example of like how bad the writing is too in this game is the sandworm. When Sid and Mid just show up and are like, oh, by the way, we're going to we're gonna hit this bell and, and summon the sandworm. And you're like, okay, cool. And he's like, oh, last minute, um, don't use any attacks on don't it. Don't use magic. And you're like, cool. Yeah. Oh, dick. For what it's worth, though, I don't... Maybe back in the day, people originally played this for the story, but I don't think people play five for the no, story. No, I don't think anyone... It's, everyone's here for this. It's like that weird one where the Square Enix employees had a really cool idea to expand the job system, and they wanted to take a break from thinking up a really intricate and uh, heartwarming, like, touching emotional story between four and six. So they're like... We just have this cool idea. Can we just, like, bullshit the story and say, like, a guy named Butts has to fight a tree? I... <laughs> You're not wrong. It's like, it's like, okay, sure. Throw in some crystals. Bing, bang, boom. There. You got Butts fighting a tree. Sweet. But we have this really good job system that we think people will like. I've never... This is, like, the only time where a Final Fantasy game is still so beloved and well maybe beloved might be strong but still so revisited and still relevant because of the strength of its gameplay whereas other final fantasies the reason they are so long lasting and beloved is because of their story five is like this weird situation where most people look back on it because of the job class and the game mm -hmm. versus the plot and the characters well, it's specifically That's because the job classes provide, like, this replayability that, you know, think like, think of the game before. It's like, you had replayability in one, but your jobs didn't change throughout, so there's only so much you can, you know, tweak there. It, we don't talk about two. Three never came to America originally. It took forever, so it wasn't an option. And then we had four, and it was, you're gonna, the only quote-unquote, you know, strategy you had was, what level do you want to be at when you get here? <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you know, we at least even if five didn't come here originally, we at least got it on the PS one. So it's you know it's still, you know, for a lot of us, you know, we can have access to it earlier in life. So, you know, you played it when you were younger and then if you went back to play, it's like, okay, I can try out different jobs, try out different this, different that. Nice. That is I wonder if that was like always the the intention like it, it's written like a game that, that no one cared about the writing they're like we we have this great idea mm -hmm. we have these kind of really cool boss scenarios we just need like a reason for this to happen so uh let's just say four dudes like find some crystals or whatever who gives a fuck yeah basically i'm sorry are you trying to say that a game that has the line it's morphin time <laughs> was not and, and well written not a game that's not full of Power Rangers says it's morphin time a game where a turtle says Blasphemy. what'd you think I was doing eating pizza you saying that's not well written and timeless there's a running gag for the first like two hours where Galuf and Butts just can't understand why they're attracted to Ferris I just don't I just don't know I just, it's just something about this man I just don't get we're, we're gonna file that under things that did not age well Problematic. A little bit problematic. A yeah. little bit. I think it would be much more problematic if it was all like 3D models and... Re I would be interested to see how that is done. Like if they ever remade it in 3D, like how that would be handled. But they managed to do the cloud... I was about to say, they did scene, so it's to, like to make the honeybee in work. So, so I believe it. Maybe? It'd right? just like, be interesting. They... They believe in them i guess they 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 did the impossible with the honeybee so i i'm still shocked i know that's not the conversation but i just, I just i'm still shocked that that worked i'm shooketh but uh but yeah i think that's gonna do it for this first episode of four friends fiesta now the next one uh 
will come out when we've all beaten the game and we'll be able to reminisce about all those times that we cried ourselves to game overs and uh, if our worries prove to be true if we had anything to worry about in the first place but uh once again, I want to thank big thank you to Finn, Jarrett, and Josh for joining me on this Fiesta adventure. Thanks, guys. No problem. You're welcome. Thank you for. I, I was just really happy to be part of it. Like, thank absolutely. You. Same. For, just the first like podcast I've been a part of. So thank you for doing that. Oh, welcome. Of course. Man. Well, never, thanks for reaching out. Now never get out. Oh, well, I mean that's yeah. fine. See, now that you have Audacity on your computer, it's like you you have to record using it like a couple times like a week. Otherwise, uh, it'll start sucking your soul out. Okay, well, that's fine. You know, yeah, I, you basically started true. a podcast. Congratulations. Hey, start up a, mi- start up a Mystic Night of Tirnanog podcast. Today on part no. 73 of our Mystic Nights of Tirnanog introspection. Podcasters of Tirnanog. What made the knights so mystic? Who can say? The forest and the air above them and the ground below them and the water around them and the fire within them. That would felt like a cop out. Fire within me. <laughs> that's okay. I don't even know. Sir, that's a metaphor. I don't even know if that's really what it was. That just fire courage yeah it would be inside like, you that makes sense sir Stay that's a metaphor there's actually earth beneath <laughs> you and like water around you and air but that's a metaphor earth benders earth benders there's earth all around you like tell the truth sir if this was captain planet you're not fire you're heart damn straight damn straight. talking to animals is a great power i just want to say so i it out there shout out to mati absolutely he had a monkey with his pet monkey you know what? It it might be good in the Captain Planet world, but it's not that great a power up. Oh, 110%. All he really did was like, someone somewhere is hurting. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mati. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to go read the like the imagination. The real question, though, is very prudent and topical in today's world. Was Mati made of cake? Yes. We don't know. I hate it. I cannot wait for this cake craze that It'll I never am. Yeah. I've already I tweeted I, about it, but I swear to God, like those conservative videos where people are like going into Target and it's like I'm ripping off all the masks, all the shelves, and it's like, no, no, I'm gonna film myself going into a Walmart and just throwing cakes in the bakery <laughs> and just shouting, "Stop taking over my life!" No. Uh, do, do that after the second episode. Though. I'm going to so wait until after because I may get thrown go. in jail for it. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Great, but, great idea. There you go. But I will and say so- I just get thrown in jail because, you know, the people talk about big pharma or the mm-hmm. firearm industry. It's the cake lobbying industry you got to worry about. They've been trying mm-hmm. to keep all this big under cake. wraps up until now. Big cake is really, is really where it is. And, well, because we're starting to get into Illuminati territory and I don't <laughs> want them to shut us down prematurely... We're going to call it here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to the first episode of Stoops Part Special for Friends Fiesta. Until next time, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other, and I hope you roll some good classes. <laughs>